All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Total Information AM. I'm Megan Lynch alongside Tom Ackerman. Well, do you have anxious kids? Our next guest was featured in a recent interview in Columbia Magazine, How to Raise More Resilient Kids. Erica Komisar is a clinical social worker, psychoanalyst, and parenting expert. Erica, welcome back to KMOX. Oh, thank you for having me. I think a lot of us have seen, especially in the last few years, kids have picked up a lot of anxiety. Tell us what you're seeing. Well, I mean, it, it is increasing anxiety and depression amongst adolescents, and um, and actually the numbers are are through the roof. And um, and I think we don't want to talk about the origins or the causes of it. Basically, what we're doing is just giving the medicine and silencing their pain. But I think as a society, we have to be kind of talking about where it's coming from. I agree with you. Uh, what age groups are we talking? You said adolescents, but specifically. And then my second question is: Did this did the pandemic fuel this? Well, the pandemic exacerbated it. It made it worse, but it didn't cause it. And I think that's really important. It was happening before, um, and it was happening because of a combination of how we're raising our kids from a very, very young age and also what we're exposing them to along the way. Uh, But no, COVID wasn't the cause of it. Let's talk about those two things you just mentioned, how we're raising our kids and what we're exposing them to. Yeah. So, you know, you could think of it that we've reversed the natural order of things in terms of raising children from a very young age. Um, We are um, sort of projecting onto them that they're very self-sufficient, very independent, can handle a lot of stress. Um, We put them into daycare as young as six weeks of age, you know, we separate them from primary attachment figures, which is usually their mother. And it's a societal myth that children will just be fine no matter what we do with them at a very young age. So we're not letting children be uh, neurologically vulnerable as they are, and we're not treating them that way when they're very young. And that makes them more vulnerable later on to breakdown. So, you know, they develop these pathological defenses at a young age um, because we treat them as if they're much older than they are. And then when they are older, they they break down and they regress and they end up feeling like they're much younger than they are. So we need to reverse it back again where we actually understand that very young children, that's the foundation for their future mental health. And we need to be there as much as we can physically and emotionally in those early years so we develop the foundation for them to be resilient later on. What is your advice to us on talking to them about it? Or should I say listening to them first? Do we need to listen and not judge and hand out advice? Yeah. So, you know, the expression goes, you know, God gave you two ears and one mouth. So you need to listen twice as much as you talk. So listening is a very important parenting skill um, and not judging. And that's hard, I think, for a lot of parents because, it, again, it comes from a good place in most parents that they um, they want to control the outcome for their children from a very young age. And 
And they also want to control who their children become and not really thinking uh, about the fact that children are their own individual people almost from the beginning. Uh, and we have to accept them uh, for who they are from the beginning. So, yes, listening is a very, very important skill. There's a lot of blame placed on big tech, technology, social media. How much of that is actually to blame for our kids' anxiety? Again, you know, I I tend not to overplay any one individual influence. And I would say that technology is definitely an influence on our children and not generally not a positive one. But it's not the cause of this mental health uh, crisis in children and adolescents, meaning um, there's lots of children who are exposed to social media and are exposed to technology and don't break down. So then the question is, why are the ones who are breaking down breaking down? And the issue is that they're more vulnerable. Um, And so that vulnerability, it's think of it like a bridge that says it has a weight limit and you you drive a truck over it that's too heavy. That bridge breaks down. The technology for a lot of these kids who are already fragile before they enter adolescence because of what I just mentioned, how we raise them, uh, the bridge can't bear much weight and technology is a heavy burden. Erica, let's talk about signs and symptoms because like adults, some uh, show it outwardly and some do not. Uh, What should we be Mm -hmm. looking for? Well, which the most important thing you can look for in adolescents is if they're socially isolated. Um, that's one of the first things we look for because adolescents 9 to 25, they need their peer group to help separate from us, their parents, but they also need it to find out who they are in the world uh, as adults. And so when they don't have friends, and, and again, by friends, you don't need to have large groups of friends, but you do need one or two really good friends. You need to have a group of friends. Um, and so if they're socially isolated or increasingly socially isolated, we worry. If any of if they have um, ups and downs with their moods, that's nor- a normal part of adolescence. But if the ups and downs uh, or despair lasts for more than two weeks, constantly, then we worry. So we say you have to see symptoms, multiple symptoms for at least two weeks before you say, right, this is an issue. But if you see those symptoms chronically, and that could be changes in mood, changes in eating, changes in sleep. Um, Again, all adolescents uh, eat strangely, sleep strangely, and have moody days. But if we see a chronic uh, over a two-week period change in their behavior or their mood uh, and they're socially isolated, then we worry. When it comes to events in kids' life, when they reach these ages of preteen and teen, a lot of things to them can feel very serious and like a tragedy. Um, You know, so how do we help them put things in perspective? By having perspective ourselves. So, uh, you know, what I say is um, in the first three years, the, the mother or primary uh, attachment figure is the one who helps to regulate children's emotions. But when kids are adolescents, it's both parents. And so parents are responsible still through adolescence for helping to keep their children's emotions from going too high or too low. That's what we call emotional regulation and bringing kids back to homeostasis. Well, we can only do that for them if we can do that for ourselves. So if we're depressed, if we're more anxious, if we're more negative, if we're um, defensively positive where we can't hear their sadness, these are all ways in which we're not emotionally regulated. So we have to work on ourselves as parents. I would say the number one thing you can do for your children to be a better parent is work on yourself 
It's sort of like the old adage of put the oxygen mask on yourself. Work on yourself. Work on your own ability to regulate your emotions, um, and then you can help your children. Some good advice from Erica Komisar, clinical social worker, psychoanalyst, parenting expert. Great to have you back on KMOX's Total Information AM. Thanks for being with us. Thank you for having me. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 